Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? We want to say what's up. You're on another edition of Relationship Talk Battle of the Sexes, ladies and gentlemen. Battle of the Sexes. And we're going to start this show off a little something, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start this show off a little something like this. When black black, we need to see black lives matter. Talk Battle of the Sexes, and we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this is part two of how much exposure do you give to your children, do we give to our children, um, in regards to our current relationships. Now, we know that nine times out of ten, if the mother is still with the father and the father is still with the mother, then both parents are going to live in the house for the most part. If that's the case, how much do you allow them to see the conflict that may exist between you two? Now, on the other hand, if you're not with the child's father or not with the child's mother, how long do you wait until you introduce that child to your new boo, to the person that you're with now that's not their mother or that's not their father? These are the type of questions we want to ask. We had an interesting, interesting show last week on this same topic, and it was so hot that we had to do a part two, y'all. It was so hot that we had to do a part two. So we have our host tonight. We have Benita Offset. We have Big Mike. We have Queen B, Bridget Maxwell. And we have Vision, and I am Black Ice, ladies and gentlemen. So we're not going to waste any time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go right to our host, um, some of you all may have missed the show last week, so let's go ahead and pick things back up where we left off at. Benita, Offset, 
I'm going to go to you, you first. Go ahead and talk to us about the exposure factor and the effect that that has on the child. You work with children every day in the Chicago school system, and you see the effects of parenting with those children. Talk to me um, on this subject, Benita. Yes, how you doing, Black and family? I am absolutely highly concerned. Like I said last week, um, there was one year I worked at a school where I had a suicidal ideation every other week. And each and every time I spoke with the child, I simply just asked, what's going on? You know, why are you feeling this way? And the child, oftentimes, I'd say nine out of ten times, it had something to do with family relations. It was either they weren't getting along with one of the parents or the parents weren't getting along with each other or one of the parents was not allowing the child to see the other parent or maybe one parent was away, like had passed away, uh, and so they were really missing the child or seriously sad or depressed over it. So a child is not an island. Child are linked to their parents. And so they learn these things and see things, and, and if they're – of course, they're going to learn everything. They're going to learn the fun times. They're going to learn how to be nice to each other. They're going to learn how to rub his scalp and treat him really nice, how to serve him, how to, you know, a, a young lady is going to learn those things from her mother, mother, and a, and, a, and a young son is going to learn those things from his father or other adult males that he sees around his mother and vice versa. But one thing that we absolutely want our children to see is how to manage com- basically conflict resolution. You eventually you will get upset. Eventually you will get mad or angry or bothered about something. And how do you handle that? Like um, Queen B said last time, sometimes you might just have to take a walk. I thought that was really good advice that she brought up for us last week. So and, what that, she mean, and what she means by taking a walk is if there's a conflict between you and your significant other, leave the house and come back. That's what she's saying by taking a walk, not walk away from the person mm, you're arguing exactly. with. It's walk away together. Say, hey, we're gonna discuss this outside. Right, and my my parents did the same thing. Like even when it came to matters, like I say, hey, can I drive to? We lived in North Dakota at the time, and I said, can I drive to South Dakota for the meeting that I had to do? Because both my parents were like, well, we can't take you, Benita, at this particular time. We have something to do. I said, well, I'm 17. I can drive myself. And they said, okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll think about it. We'll talk about it. So they went into their back office and closed the door and talked about it, maybe um, at bedroom talk or something. And then they came back to me as a united front, and they said, yes, we've decided you can go. You know, and they did that often. Oftentimes they did those kind of things with me. They made those kind of decisions, and they had that united front, and then they came back together. I never, ever saw them fight in, in front of each other. Like they may have a disagreement on something, and they always um, provide a good conflict resolution in front of us. Okay. So... I was just fortunate in that particular aspect, though. It's not like that for everybody and every child. And those those pains come. Like, children experience a lot of pain and a lot of sadness because a child internalizes those things. A child considers themselves to be part of their mother and part of their father. They do not consider themselves an independent nation yet. You know, that takes some, some wisdom and some experiences and some aging process that they have to go through before they get to that point. And while they're still connected to their families, if their families aren't right or their parents aren't right, then they consider themselves to be not right, and then they internalize that and then start thinking negative things. And sometimes it goes as far as I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and, and that's and that's understandable also as well, you know, and uh, 
there's a lot of angles to this particular situation. Let's go ahead and go to our sister Queen B in the building. Queen B, we're talking about, we're picking it up from last week, exposure to children that may have been some people that didn't hear the show last week. So go ahead, give us your thoughts again. It could be the same thing that you gave us last week, or it could be something that, um, you know, um, it, you, you were enlightened since last week of. So go ahead and give us your statement. Okay. Okay, yes. Uh, so back to what I was saying last week, you know, it was very important to me, um, it meant a lot to me to, um, you know, that my kids heard me arguing with, you know, their father or whatever. And so, you know, times when we would have us, you know, have our, you know, big issues where we need to blow out. Like I said, we would leave the house. We'd go to the, you know, take a walk, go to the garage or, you know, just have a walk and just walk and talk about what we really want to say without the kids listening because we didn't, we just didn't want them to be affected by the things that we were saying to each other, you know, or wanted to say. We just didn't want to hear them because it's, 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 it's verbal abuse. And so, you know, if something's, Slip out and the kids listening and he didn't mean to say it or I didn't mean to say it. They didn't. Eat, they didn't. They didn't deserve to hear it. So we would just say let's let's leave, you know, and let's go take a walk. And you know, it's not always easy to do it like that because if you're in the heat of the moment, you know, you know, I would just go out, you know, just leave out or whatever. But sometimes, you know, it was the times where you just say, hey. Let's 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 take a walk and just talk about this and you know you might have it under control and sometimes you wouldn't but you just got to know when to stop because these kids do come to school every day affected by what goes on in the house you know last night and then they come to school and they take it out on other kids and they you know it really bothers them you know I have some kids too that I deal with that sometimes say you know something went on last night between a mother and father. So, yeah, it's very important that we um, try to learn how to, you know, get out the way when those kids is around. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead and go to Big Mike. Big Mike, um, I know you have had experience with this on both ends of the spectrum, the spectrum from your child being exposed to um, um, his mom and whoever she was dating, and then you coming into the life of a woman that already had, a, a, a family there, you know, absent of a man and bonding with those children. And then um, when the relationship was over, then unfortunately having to leave uh, the the woman and the children, you know, and not a lot of times to any fault of your own. It's just that, you know, um, you know, sometimes women feel like, okay, well, if he's out the picture, it doesn't make any sense for him to be bonding with my children anymore after you've already bonded with, with their child. And let me just say this. Everybody, please share this on Facebook Live. If you haven't shared this, please share this uh, Facebook Live feed. We're talking about how much exposure do you allow your children to have um, um, in regards to your relationship? How much do you allow them to know? How much do you allow them to see? How much do you allow them to hear? And are you bringing that man or that woman around your child? And if you are, how long... Will you wait and, 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 and before you do that, you know? So, um, Big Mike, it's on you, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with uh, both of my uh, co-hosts, Bridget and Benita. 
what they said was very, uh, very important, you know. And uh, my experience with a couple of relationships I've been in, me and the parents was very, very discreet in what we do around those kids. And those kids today have mad respect for me right now. And um, we have to be very careful what we do in front of, you know, our children. You know, if we are dating somebody with kids or whatever, or just the surrounding period, kids are like a a human sponge. (laughs) Yeah, sponge tape recorder. They are sucking in (laughs) everything and listening to everything and watching everything that. You know, us adults do. I have seen uh, certain situations transfer from one generation to another generation. You know, right this moment, I'm see, I see things because they see they saw the other one was get away with certain little things that you know they felt was appropriate. They, they felt like they didn't do it. And when it comes to running game, they got into that that that, that scenario of, of, of the situation. You know, and it's, it's deep. Family is deep, and a lot of people. Uh, right now, I'm sitting back, wondering where did I go wrong. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. Let's go ahead and over to Vision. Vision, what's up, love? What say you? Welcome, um, welcome everybody to Facebook Live. Relationship talk, battle of the sexes. We're talking about how much exposure are we giving our children to our current relationship situation. Um, Vision is on you. Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? Um, just want to, you know, recap from uh, last week by saying these people's stories. I want them to, uh, I've been forwarding them the messages, call in everybody. I've been sending that uh, message out tonight and inboxing people to call in with those, um, uh, with their stories. Um, and God said, um, you know, girl said, you know, when her mother got up to fight, you know, her boyfriend, she got up to fight and she was like a 12. You know what I'm saying? The nine-year-olds are getting up to fight. Uh, I want that sister to call in. Uh, I want you to post this because people are really hurting. And uh, what what I really want to say is that um, children are just these these funny creatures, right? Like they say sponges or whatever. And sometimes I think parents see their kids, they try to treat their kids more adult than they can handle. You know what I'm saying? Like they can handle like my um, – my stuff, you know what I'm saying? I can my my kid could see me cry, my kids could see me fight, my kids can see me cuss them out, my kids can see and experience that trauma because they they grown, they know what they're doing, and they blow it off, you know, for kids. And I, and I call kids kids when they're 16, they 17, they kids. They don't understand in their mind what happens there. Their frontal lobe is not even developed. So, you know, I just I just want to say, you know. It was some, I, I've been, I'm fighting this piece because I want to share a personal piece, but it, it it's almost embarrassing, right? And even though it happened like so long ago, it's, it still traumatizes me, right? And I was, I was sharing it with Big Mike earlier and maybe I'll share it later in the show, but it's about how, you know, your mother and your father can really traumatize a child and not even know that it it that trauma it takes it with them and and so I think that um, mothers and fathers should reduce the amount of negative interactions 
um, in front of their children because it can really affect them. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we got a lot of callers on the line, and uh, we need to go to the call lines because our callers have been waiting patiently on the line. Let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago, and tell us what you think about tonight's subject. How much exposure um, should we allow our children to have to our current relationship um, and recurrent current relationship issues. Uh, what's your name, Chicago? Vicky. Hey, Vicky. How are you? I'm good. Everything hey, Vicky. Safe? You safe over there, Vicky? Hey. I heard about the um, shooting around the corner from your house on 83rd and Halsted. You okay? I guess it was going on when I was on my way home from work. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Well, definitely we're going to pray for our city. Um, Chicago and all the other cities out there experience that type right. of thing experiencing. It's, it's just, man, it's just a shame every day. It's, it's happening all over. It's even happening out there in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, but I'm just listening because I just, um, I just, uh, uh, um, just started listening, so I'm, I'm, I'm still listening. Trying to get a feel. Okay, cool. Well, that's Vicky from Chicago. She's listening right now. And, again, we're talking about how much exposure do we allow our children to have um, and as it relates um, to our relationship. And let me just say this. You know, um, when a male child, you know, sees his dad um, with several different women, um, it becomes – a, men, a mentality that that child develops that this is normal, you know. And sometimes when a female child sees her mother with several different men, sometimes the mentality is developed that this is normal. So when do we bring the man around? And do we vet the men or the women properly before we even bring them around? So these are all questions, y'all, that we have to ask ourselves before we begin to expose our children to our life of dating or whatever have you. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the next caller. Chicago, you're out there. Chicago, who's this? Uh, how you doing? I'm Brian. I'm Brian from Chicago. Uh, hey, Brian. How you doing, my brother? Hey, Brian. How you doing there, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, uh, I think I have a different take on this, um, though I never, I, I just raised two, I have two young adults, 23 and 19, it's going to be 24 and 20, uh, and we never argued in front of our children, but we did have disagreements in front of our children. Is it that we shouldn't have arguments or discussions, even if they are a bit elevated in front of our children, or should we learn how to master, as you stated, conflict resolution. Because if your children are watching you yell and scream and curse and attack each other, of course they that will warp their sense of uh, 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 conflict, you know, uh, uh, learn how to deal with conflict. But if you have discourse in front of your children, and even if it is a bit passionate, as long as it's not disrespectful, is that a way to resolve this? Because if you just 
walk out of the house and walk down the block or go into a quiet place and consistently uh, uh, handle things, then you come back out and continue to put on uh, the, the, the good face. How do your kids learn how to resolve those situations? Because if me and my parents go in the room and they discuss whatever they have, kids in my soup, they know you're in their argument. But if they see you, as long as it's not something that's not that's, that's not child-friendly, of course, but right. if they see you have a disagreement, and even if it gets a bit heated, you know, as long as it's above board and not disrespectful, they'll see that yelling and screaming is not how you resolve things because, as you stated about the violence in Chicago, maybe you only see anger, and then anger gets, you know, you get emotional, and then you strike. But if you can, if me and you can have discourse, and we can totally disagree, and then we can speak to each other as I'm speaking to you because it's a scientific fact that once I started yelling at you, the last thing you heard was right before I elevated my voice. If me and you can have discourse back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then we resolve it, and then we, you go left, I go right, but we continue to even have a conversation after we resolved it, your kids are also watching that going, oh, so that's how you have to do it. You can calmly have a disagreement and then resolve it and move forward. What do you guys think about that? I think that's um, I think that's an interesting dynamic. I think you added some some different flavor to the conversation, right? Because some of us were talking about, you know, the more violent uh, type of uh, interactions that parents could have, right? And that mm-hmm. can traumatize a kid. But what you introduced is saying, um, you know, when when the parents show that they can be angry at each other and then resolve the situation in front of the kid, that can show him or her how to interact in an argument kind of thing, right? And so, right, right. Um, and so you're saying show by example, you know what I'm saying, right. how it's done, like arguments do occur and need to know how to resolve it in a peaceful way and have compromise, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly, kind of like if okay. you're old school, you got your butt whooped, you know what I mean? And I, I, this is a personal opinion. A lot of these kids, like when you have children of family services, that the men, kids think, hey, a spanking, or, or corporal punishment is not the way. So when they get hit outside of the home, they feel violated. So now violated, I'm going to respond in the, in the way you respond when you get violated, and that's violently. So if you, once you remove, once you say, hey, you know what, there's an equal and an opposite reaction for your action, this is what happens when you do this. Or if you we having a verbal altercation, yeah, me and your mom can have a verbal altercation. Girl, you need to cut that nonsense out of boy. You need to go ahead on with that BS, blah, 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 blah. Okay, like, for example, me and one of my closest friends, all we do is argue. And then <laughs> an argument over, hey, what we going to get, beer or a sandwich? or What, what we doing now? And then while we eat, we argue. It's just what we do. And kids can see, you know what, just because I'm disappointed, disappointed in the decision, or something or action that you have. Don't mean I love you because I ain't like that. And we can, we can continue. Well, well see, man, and this is this is where I have to interrupt, right? Because how long do you just continue to argue 
in front of the shorties. Do y'all have like right. a ten? Look, we only gonna argue for ten minutes straight. Then after that, we it's a wrap, or we only gonna argue for five minute conversation. Because if you're arguing for hours and hours and hours, you also get them like, oh my god. You know, you know how you can okay. hear somebody tell a story, and every time they on the phone with you, they like, oh, what was me? What was me? Eventually, you stop answering the phone because you don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so but, if but, your parents yeah. are arguing all the time for hours and hours and hours, soon kids be like, man, I don't want to hear that. So but they start to. I'm sorry, but in the situation that you're speaking of, that's an unhealthy situation, period. That's the situation that needs to be deadened anyway. What so that's I what I'm saying. So how long do you argue in front of them before it becomes I mean, less of a compromise and more of a, you know? But that would that truly depend on the situation because if it's something light, you're going to discuss it for a short period of time. If it's something heavy, you don't have to yell and scream, but we can be like, look, this is what it is and this is what it is. and then. Most intelligent, reasonable people will say, you know what, let's just agree, agree to disagree. Because no intelligent, reasonable person is going to sit up and argue with you for hours on end. Because at that That's point, this right. becomes unreasonable. And with, that being said, right. and with that being said, we want you to hold the line because we've got a lot of callers on the line. And uh, we need to get to some of them. But, brother, you had a lot of very, very valid points. And I think the moral of his point was children also have to see you doing conflict resolution in order Mm -hmm. for them to know how to resolve conflict without violence involved. So I I, I definitely um, um, draw off of your point, my brother, and I feel like it was a good point. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and go to the next caller. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago, and tell us what you think about tonight's subject. <clears throat> we can hear you. Go ahead, Chicago. Oh, yo, yo. And it's your man, L1, a.k.a. DLJ. I'm checking out. L1. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. hey now the party should get started. We got one of the yeah. legends of Chicago hip-hop in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Um, L1 is in the building, and uh, we're talking about L1 tonight. How much exposure do we give to our children? Um, you know, either I like to look at it from this perspective, and I know Benita looks at it from a um, uh, you know a different perspective as far as you know if you're with the biological parents. I like to look at it and throw a little bit of more conflict in there and say, hey, look. Well, what if it's not a person's mother or father that you're dating or that you're dealing with? You met them, you like them, you're getting to know them. How long should it be before you bring them around and expose them to your children? And then how, um, you know, you pretty much know if you want to take things further with somebody when you meet them, you know, if they have the potential to go even further. But however way you want to deal with it, however way you want to address it and answer it, I know you've probably experienced some variation of tonight's subject. Um, go ahead and give, give us your thoughts on tonight's subject, Brother Elwin. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to make this real short. I ain't going to hold a lie. I'm going to make this real short. I was a kid that uh, grew up in an abusive household. I watched my mother practically almost get killed, you know what I'm saying, by uh-huh. her boyfriend. It wasn't her husband. Uh-huh. It was a boyfriend. I was five years old. He almost killed me. And, and if it wasn't for my big brother... Um, I probably would have been dead. But the point I'm making is you never forget what happens to your mother. I was five mm. years old. I'm 45 now. And it still haunts me to this day that I had to watch and witness my mother 
get practically beat up, black eyes, and all of that. And I remember all of that, and it still hurts me. So this is a very touching subject on when you should bring somebody around your kids or when you should introduce the next person to it because it could become a deadly thing. It it could actually become a great thing, but it's all about the timing and you knowing that person, you getting to know that person, really getting to know him because most people think because you have sex that you know this guy and you want to bring him around your kids, then you come to find out this person may be a child molester. This person may be a, 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 a woman beater or she may be a man beater. But the point is you have to wait and actually take your time. And I say you give it like a month or two before you bring that kid around and then want to introduce them because, like I say, I'm 45, and that still hunts me to this day. I guess that's why I'm so aggressive with everything that I'm doing because I'm so protective of, of my daughters. I got two daughters. I'm very protective of them, all the women in my family, because I watched my mother, the woman that gave me birth, I practically watched her almost get killed. You never want to see your moms with black eyes. You can't. I'm only five. This guy she's dating, he swole, big, west side. I can't help her, but it hunted me, and it still hunts me, knowing that I couldn't have did, I couldn't have done nothing back then, and I'm going to keep it 100 with you because that's just me. I wish to be When I was nine so years you old, felt exactly what I said. When I was nine years old, this is what I said. I said, if this dude is not dead by the time I get to an adult, I'm a killer. That's the hurt that I was going through. Yeah, real talk. Mm-hmm. I said, this mm-hmm. guy ain't dead. By the time I get grown, I'm going to kill him because I, cause I haven't forgot that. But luckily, God took care of that. He ended up getting drunk, going to Lake Michigan, and he drowned. Wow. And he died mm-hmm. by the time I got older. So that's did, he ever go to, did he ever go to jail for what he did? Did he ever, you know, how long no. did he stay together? I mean, I have so many questions. I was I was I was I was five years old. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying. Like I know you were five, but what I'm saying is that you know through you know how you you got older and you started to talk about it with your big brother and your family. Did you ever find out like you know how did they break up or how did they how did your mom get out of it? You know what I'm saying? Well, like well, you know conversation. Well, my stepfather, which he came in into my life and been with my mom now. They going on like forty something years of being. He came in my life, and after that, I never really spoke on with my mom because I didn't know how to speak to her about it. I knew if I was hurting inside, I was thinking to myself, what would she have to say? Because she used to always tell me, don't worry about it, I'll be all right. Don't worry about it, I'll be all right. So she never really sat down, and to this day, she never sat down and really had that conversation about how she actually felt, but I could see it in her but we never talked about it. Okay. So how, my brother, how did you, um, how did it change you as a parent? You have children, right? Yes, I have two daughters. So so going through that experience, you have done what? What have you done differently with your own children when it comes to exposing your children to relationships? Well, I kind of like take my time on it. You know, I kind of like, when I met my stepdaughter, it was, how long was it when I met Ryan? It was about, yeah, yeah, we've been together for like a year. So me and my wife, we were together for like a year. Then I finally met her and uh, bonded right off top. But okay. how but how I was able to 
and what I'm doing now, actually, well, let me get back to the question because I lost focus. But what, I, what I'm actually doing now differently is that I'm making sure that I keep my composure and my calmness because sometimes it'll creep out of me because I got a real violent, you know, not a real violent temper toward women, but I, gotta, I get mad quick, not because of the person that I'm probably even arguing with. It ain't got nothing to do with the world. But them reflections of what happens to my mom will come back and hunt me. At right. times, I don't even want to come back. So we could be arguing about we could be arguing about a car, and him doing something to, 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 to my mom, a pop in my head, so to make me think that I'm arguing with the dude that was beating up my uh, mom. So now I'm going to the tenth hour because I'm putting his head on top of her. Right. You know? So what? So what do you do? What's your coping mechanism, brother? What, how do you handle that? And that's the that's I walk, emotional I, I blow it out and walk away. Mm-hmm. And, I blow, okay. I blow it out and walk away. I'll turn okay. my back and I'll walk away and I'll shut down. Okay. And with that being said, we got a lot of callers on the line, L1. We definitely Thank you so much for calling in. For calling because um, your transparency on tonight's subject was definitely one that people needed to hear. You know, because, see, you spoke from the perspective um, not just as a parent, but as a child. And I was just thinking, before, you know, before you called, man, if we can get a, a, a child to call in or, you know, a 20-year-old something to reflect from the vantage point of a child and what he went through. But you gave us that perspective tonight as a five-year-old child looking at something happening to your mom and then 40 years later having to still deal with the mental um baggage that came and the emotional baggage that came with that experience and 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 dealing with that and handling that um even 40 years later so i definitely appreciate you bringing that perspective on tonight's show brother yes peace peace my brother yes peace y'all peace, peace and all right mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen you're tuned in to the three-time national poetry award-winning poet radio uh, this is Relationship Talk Battle of the Sexes. We're talking about how much exposure we give to our children in regards to our relationship and our relationship issues. Let's go ahead and go to our next caller, Chicago. You're out there. State your name, Chicago. Go ahead, Chicago, with all the deans. Go ahead. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. This is I'm just listening today, man. That's all. Okay, okay. Well, we got a lot of callers. If you decide that you would like to say something, just press star 8 on your phone, okay, brother? No doubt, no doubt. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and go to California. California, you're out there. State your name, California, and give us your perspective on tonight's show. Hey, great evening of peace and blessings, fam. This is Titan. How y'all doing? Titan. Hey, Hey, Titan. Titan. How you doing? What's up, fam? I'm good, I'm good, heading home on this train right now, but I had to call in and give my perspective on tonight's topic. And um, basically, from my standpoint, I'm not a parent, but I am a proud uncle. I take care of my niece and nephew, so they're like my kids. I watched them from birth until the age they are now. So with that being said, I believe that there should be a fine line drawn between what you, what you uh, as adults, what you do in front of children of any age, because it's that they need to have right now. Yeah, and so, um, go ahead, my brother. Okay, so um, yeah, because that that's going to take away from the childhood that they need to live and be in. So when they, if you're doing all that in front of them, and then they start filtering in your behaviors into their childhood, that just makes 
for worse situations later on. So I would just suggest not doing it at all. Absolutely. And look, man, I, I appreciate, again, your perspective, the perspective of someone speaking from the vantage point of the child, looking at the relationship of the parent. And um, today and tonight we're getting a well-rounded um, um some well-rounded perspectives on the totality of the issue tonight. Let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Our next call. Uh, Chicago, I'm going to mute you because you have to um, turn off or turn down whatever you're watching us on because you're getting feedback on your phone. So let's try it again. Okay, you got two devices. Chicago, you got to turn one of them off. I'm going to come back to you. Um, Chicago, I'm going to give you a moment to get that right. Chicago, who's this? This is Nicole Brack. Hey, Nicole, how you doing, love? I saw that you commented on the Facebook. Yes, I did. I exposed my two sons, my oldest son. I can vouch for my oldest son because he's 19 now. Um, he seems his father and I fought very bad. And it almost cost my middle son, which is my 14-year-old who just recently graduated from high school last year. He was almost, he was dangling from the third floor window over there on 79th and Jeffrey. So to be that point, my oldest son, he was 16 at the time. Him and his father was at Ace Tech High School, and he literally told his father how he felt. He fought his father throughout the whole hallway at ASEC. I had to take and tell my auntie that I couldn't make it, which she passed away last year. I thought I couldn't make it to meet her nursing, so I had to go take care of what happened at ASEC because my oldest son, the same way my ex-husband did to me, he did it to my oldest son. And that was manipulating And not only manipulating him, but he was throwing accusation towards him. Okay. And my oldest son was like, you did this, excuse my French, you did the same shit that you did to my mother. And that's not going to happen. So my oldest son... Literally, Joe jacked his father. They had to literally tell him, you know, even though he was like, my father wasn't there for me. He fought my mom. He abused my mom, gave my mother black ass, sent my mother to the hospital with a nervous breakdown. Damn near killed my damn brother because he was dangling from the third floor window. He sat there and literally sat there. And... um, Watched all this from the time he was one years old to the time he was six years old. And my middle son was like my, you know, he was like my dad tried to kill me. Why? And I had to break it down to him. I had to tell him, you know, you almost died when you were six months old. You still a newborn. So I don't want that injury around my children. Now with my daughter's situation, it was a situation where her father was on drugs. And I told him, if you're going to do drugs, you can't do it around my daughter. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want her to get around of it. 
because I was trying to help him get his Social Security so I can go and put him on child support. He wasn't there. He left me when I was seven months pregnant. And he came back when I, well, actually, I'm going to take that back. He came, he left me when I was two months pregnant, and he came back when I was seven months. So I didn't know what was the syndromes with him. And until at the end of the day after I had her, that's when he told me he was using cocaine and marijuana and tooting up gloves. So I told him I don't want that around my daughter. So ever since then, I don't have no man come around my daughter or my sons because I don't know what their mental mind is. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hang- I'm grateful that my son is not abusive like his father because now he's about to get married next year. So something like I told him, if you feel like you need to put your hands on a woman, walk the fuck away. Excuse my French. But walk away because it ain't even worth it. And, he, you know, so, yes. But basically, I feel like any woman out here got all these men around their kids to break it down. I feel like they shouldn't have her around unless he put a ring on her finger. Wow. At the end of the day, I figure if he's going to be there for her and those children, he should put a ring on it. Say I do. It's nothing wrong to saying I do. A lot of men out here want a settled down relationship, but it's just the women out here that just wants to run around with this person and that person. And I feel like, what are you showing your children? It's hard, but, hey, I live alone. So I know what it is to raise a child. And, and I understand, you know, and, and um, I, I can feel your passion and what you're saying and the passion in the young man to want to retaliate. You know, all this pain and hurt has been bottled up inside of him. And that's what the young man who called before you stated. You know, um, he didn't speak from a parent perspective when he was talking about that. He spoke uh, from the perspective of a five-year-old who saw his mother getting beat. And I think that what we also have to understand, and I'm going to say this to you and those who are listening, the mother has to also take responsibility and love her child more than she loves the man that she's trying to get to know. Mm-hmm. When sex is involved, women lose their goddamn mind. Mind, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't yeah. never lag. Yes, and, and, women, and, and women and women a lot of times confuse sex for love. You mm-hmm. know, it makes me feel good, but now I'm starting to hurt more than I'm starting to feel the love that I expect and should and deserve to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just dropping those things on there. I, I really appreciate your story. We do have some more callers on the line. But, okay, okay. but what I'm going to do at the end of this, when everybody has spoken, I'm going to ask whoever wants to say that, a final comment to press start eight on their phone. So hold the line. Let me go ahead and get another caller on the line. Chicago, let me see if I can get you back on. I know you were having problems with your phone before. Okay, you sound good now. No feedback. I'm unmuted. There you go. Who's this? Hello. This is yes. This, this is, is Chicago Maxwell. calling. This is Miss Maxwell calling. Hi, Miss yes, Maxwell. How are you? 
That person is watching you, and that's we're not watching our children, each other. We get mad about ourselves, our feelings. We need to stop that. We need to give this, these children a lot of time. Put time into these children. Take them out. Spend time with your children. More time than what you give them. It's not about yourself going out every weekend to find a man or to find a woman. We're all human beings. Let's act like we're human beings. God didn't give no choice, anybody no take. He gave you the, the choices because he don't stand before you to tell you nothing what to do. But he also helps good and bad regardless because he does things unconditionally. And that's the thing we have to learn. Unconditionally is not looking for what you want. And it's what you, what you feel to be a people person is be nice. That's all. It takes just a second to walk away from a person, not to argue with a person. Uh, and it's and only you one. Know, and, you know, let me jump in and just say that, you know, the wisdom that you're departing on us and for those who are on Instagram Live, I want to welcome you to tonight's show. We're talking about how much exposure do we give to our children and how much do we allow them to see and experience um, when we're dating, when we're trying to get to know someone, or when we're just resolving conflict with our husband or with our wife. You know, we're, we're talking about that because what they see affects them way longer than that moment that it may leave us. We may sit down and have a dispute or a conflict, and then we may just go back to loving each other. And that's it, and that's all for us. But what that, well, child, but what that well, child sees may stay with that child forever. So we got to do some things with our children in mind. Like uh, Mama Maxwell said, you know, we think about us so much. And what that's right. Us that's so right. That we must begin to think about what affects our little ones. Hold on a line, Mama. That's right. Hold on a line. That's right. Um, time, Lord, I see all I see on the line. Let's go ahead and go to the next caller real quick. Um, caller, you on the line, station This is Nicole again. Hey, Nicole, hold on one moment, okay? Um, okay, let's, okay. Let's go ahead and go to the next caller. Chicago, you're on the line. State your name. Okay, let's see. Let me try. There you go. Chicago, you're on the line. State your name. And check and see if your phone is on mute. Chicago. All right. Let's try this caller. Chicago, you're on the line. Chicago, who's this? Hi. How are you? Who's this? This is Keisha from Kankakee. Hey, hey, Keisha from Kankakee. How are you? Hey, KK. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're talking about how much exposure we allow our children to see, to hear, and to experience when it comes to us and dating or us and our relationship or us and our marriage. Um, give us your feedback on that, sis. Um, it should be little exposure. Hold on, let me step up. Um, it should be little. A lot of stuff, I wasn't in the room when my parents discussed stuff, so I always kept me separated from it, which was good. And I'm glad they did that because I'm not supposed to be in grown folks' business. <laughs> okay. hey, hey, look, that, look that's, that's it in a nutshell, nutshell right there. You the end the show, girl. 
The, the, child, the child is not supposed to put it in there. <laughs> right. The child is not supposed to be in the grown folks' business. So, anyway. you know, anyway, you know, so we, we appreciate your comments on that. We're going to go to Time Lord Osceola. We're talking about tonight for those who are on Instagram. And, you know, y'all get with me, man. My number ain't changed. You know, I'm out here. I am traveling in and out of the country, performing doing the activist thing, fighting for justice and peace for our community. But I'm not too far for you to reach. So for those out there on Instagram, hey, you know, get up with me, man. Inbox me. I'll give you my number. We ain't got to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, distances of time don't have to pass before we communicate. We can communicate with text, you know, a uh, phone call or whatever. Let's, let's go to time. Lord Osceola, you're on the line. You called in last week, and you're back this week. And we're talking about again this week because the show was so hot about the effect that our relationships have on children and how much exposure we give to them. Go ahead, my brother. Oh, sameness, everyone, sameness. But uh, I, I guess I could just think of a, uh, a couple different instances where my children were exposed to different people and how it affected them later. Like my 15-year-old, I was given, to, given him at six months. And so he always felt that he didn't really get a lot of love from his mother in some way. And as he was young and, you know, like four or five, I, I was with my daughter's mother. Mm-hmm. And he really got in close with her family. He was like the only little boy. And so they gave him a lot of love. And then later when I got back with his mother, and, and she also had um, his brother that, that she kind of favored, it put him in a depression because I took him away from people that loved him, and he just didn't feel like that his mother loved him, you know, as much as those people did. And so it was something back then I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. And, and a very recent thing I went through is uh, my son's mother and my, my, my five-year-old daughter. And, you know, two years of my uh, five-year-old daughter life was with my, uh, my three older boys' mother. And so uh, she heard the boys call her mama, so, you know, because I was her daycare. And so he, she called her mama first before her own mom because she heard the boys saying that. And so when, we, when, when her and I broke up, you know, it was like that affected her because someone that, that generally did love her because it was like the girl she never has. And so, right. you know, we, we, we sometimes can learn hard lessons because uh, we don't want mean to harm our children, but we, we learn those hard lessons. And, and I still talk to my son about it. You know, it's like he doesn't really um, vocalize it or does he want to talk to anybody about it? Because I know it was something that he still sees. You know, she, she has always favored his younger brother, so that's always been hard on him. But um, so that's all I have this week. I appreciate, you guys, you know, so I, I appreciate that input because it was very valuable. We appreciate you. We got coming well, up. I'm uh, glad that he's talking. I'm glad you're talking with your children about these things, even though it happened in the past. And there may be some, um, you know, unresolved issues. It's not, it's not that we can't ever make mistakes as parents. It's just how do we deal with it after the fact? And you having conversations and commu- continuing to communicate with your children and family, I think, is very healthy. Thanks for calling in. Hey, listen, is, is Keisha Rivers on the line? Um, Keisha, if you're on the line, press star 8. Keisha Rivers, if you're on the line, press star 8. Um, I want to make sure you get a chance to speak um, because she commented on, well, she said, this, you guys doing a part two. Hey, Keish, can you hear me? Hello? Hey, go ahead, sis. I want to make sure you get a chance to comment. 
Yeah, I just commented. I, I had called from Kanky Key, and I okay. told you okay. when my parents were there. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Bye, KK. Uh, that's I'll, KK. I'll, okay. I was, think, I was thinking about you, girl. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure you had get a, got a chance. Indiana, on the line. Indiana, talk to us. We're talking about um, how long should it be before we expose um, our significant others to our children, or how much should we expose our children to conflicts that we have within our own marriage or our, our own relationship with their biological um, parent? Or what if it's not a biological parent? You're dating someone, you get to know them, they're cool. Is your children ready uh, to meet them? How long do you think it is? So talk to us, um, 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 Indiana. Who's this? Yes, good evening. Who's this, Indiana? Good evening. Uh What's your name, Hi. Indiana? Hey, this is Joy. Hello, how are you? Hey, Joy. Good evening, hey, everybody. Joy. I've been waiting on you all night, Joy. Hey, hey, I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> well, that's all right. You came right I on time, reminders. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Give us your final. So I was responding to your question. Well, um, I, is, I just, I, I feel. This is a part two from last week. Go ahead. Part two. Um, just a little bit, you know, carrying over for part two, I kind of feel that, um, I kind of, I do feel that in a perfect ideal world, we really shouldn't be introducing that person um, to our children until we believe that that is going to be the person that we're going to really try and build with over a long period of time. So I think, you know, maybe after you see that this person wants to be your fiance or something, then maybe that might be the time. And the only reason I feel that is because I'm a single parent and I feel like it takes a long time to get to know somebody. So even after you've been dating this person for three months or six months or a year, that person may not work out for you. And then our children have been exposed to multiple partners that aren't going to be there over the long term. Um, but I know that sometimes that's that's very you know, a difficult time to 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 wait that long, but I think as a preference for me, I would try and wait as long as possible until I know the best that I can that this person is going to be sticking around indefinitely. Okay, well, okay. So, 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 listen, so, so when you're ready to get your groove on, you're dating your man, you're ready to get your groove on, then what, what do you do? I'll get it all personal. You you, you you go get a room? I think you, you need to I think you need to well, I think you need to find another you need no, you need to find another place. Um, you know, and I think but what depend and sometimes it kinda of depends on what are the ages of the children. You know, when my babies were fifteen, sixteen, eighteen months, I could you know, you can put children that age to bed and they're probably not going to be affected by that. Right. You know, they may be a bed at a bed at eight and up at seven, but when you start talking about um Middle school age boys or girls, high school kids, I think they're very conscious and they're very aware of that stuff. And then I also think it may depend on what's just set up in your house. You know, I think you got to kind of use your judgment. Is that the type of person who can come in and out of your house and your children are not going to know that they're there? Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, what made me bring that up the, is because the, last week you said, well, hey, look, I got needs and I have to deny myself and, you know, I you know, I have to go out. <laughs> you know, and, 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 Did I say all that? I think yeah, we you need to rewind the tape. You I think what I said last week was said, that basically being you, a... Basically, you said, I can't get none. <laughs> now, that's not what I said. Y'all, okay. y'all, y'all, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing too much. Now, you, no, now you know what you I tell said a man you can't get none. I don't know, girl. 
That kind of is the end of the relationship, right, sis? That's the end of the relationship. So once you tell someone that that's not that 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 that's not going to be there or part of it, I think what I was saying is that as a single parent when you already have children and you're trying to be a responsible parent, not necessarily a good parent or a bad parent, but I'm trying to be responsible in the way that I raise those children. I think it becomes a very, I think what I said was that it is a lonely place to be a single parent raising kids because often you have to deny yourself the things that you want and not necessarily just companionship, but we were talking about relationships and companionships. And very honestly, a lot of times those relationships have taken a very, very back seat for me while I was raising children, as well as my career or other things that I wanted to do. I think one thing that my mother taught me growing up is that when you are a parent and when you're a single parent, you have the most responsibility for those children. When you're the, um, not the custodial parent is what I was trying to say, that you have the sole responsibility of making sure that things go okay. And I think the second thing she really drilled into my head is that children are a priority, period. And I think when I raised my children, I tried to think of I need them to be healthy and happy and whole from zero to 18 so that when they get up and leave and get out of my house, then I'm not going to expect them to come back at 25 and 30 and 35 and 40. I want them whole and well and gone so that I don't mess up in this immediate time so that they're healthy and well and hopefully that since they've seen what is right, that they hopefully won't be making those poor choices in their adult life because I feel like we're responsible for our children. So if my son is messing up at 25 and 30 and 35, that's going to affect me. When I was 25 or 26 and I needed help from my parents at that age, they still were available to help, right? right? But if I didn't have kids as a teenage mom, then they would have had a lot more freedom in their grandparenting that they didn't get a chance to just be grandparents. They had to assume some parenting roles. And that and that's taking oh. in. Well, listen, well, listen, um, uh, Joy. We we appreciate you know all your comments last week and this week. And um, you know I'm glad we got a perspective from um, a brother. We got a perspective from a sister. We got a perspective from um, you know the child's perspective, who's now an adult. You know what I'm saying? And we got a perspective from a mother who was in an abusive relationship and had to see her son spaz out on his dad because of the uh, uh, the, the trauma that he experienced from watching his mother go through that type of thing. We've had it all on tonight's show. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the host so we can call out, uh, so we can close out. I want to do a show, y'all, and it just came to mind. Maybe we could do it next week or one of the weeks coming up. I want to do something on what's too, what, what age is too old and too young to date. I, I, I want to do that like, you know, like, like, like the age um, um, difference with someone. What's, what's too young? What's too old? I'm, I'm, I'm 45. What would be considered for me to be too young to date? Although I know the legal um, the legal thing says she can be a certain age, but as far as maturity is concerned and all those things, maybe we can have fun with that next week, and then you can tell us why you feel that's too old or that's too young. 
um, or the benefits or the pros and the cons of it. But ending tonight's show, let's go ahead and go back to the host to give their final words on tonight's subject. And we want to thank Instagram. We want to thank Facebook Live. Please share this video. We're on every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. for another edition of Relationship Talk, Battle of the Sexes. This is our 1,999th show on Poet Radio. So help us celebrate our 2,000th show this Monday night. It's going down. We're celebrating 2,000 shows. You know how many years we went? To get to 2,000 shows, we started airing Poet Radio in 2008. So it took us this long to get to 2,000 shows. Let's go ahead and go to Benita. Benita Allset, give us your final thoughts, sis. Hey, bro. I think as a final thought, I really appreciate all the callers. I think that um, having all of the different variations of discussions and experiences helped to enrich this show so much. And each and every person that called in is passionate and about children, whether it was them in the child situation that was hard or um, having to watch their own child go through something that they didn't want or even just have, wanting to rear their child in a healthy manner. I think we're um, showing everybody on this earth that we actually really do care about te- about children and we're not all the negative things that people try and make us out to be. I really appreciate all of our family and friends who have called in. Thank you so much. Peace and love and blessings to all of you. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and go to Big Mike. Big Mike. Yes, yes, I believe uh, it was a very, very blessing show, man. Being able to, for people to, you know, to vent out and realize that, know, that people out here that care and trying to get information to, on together. Beautiful show. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and go to Vision. Vision, give us your final thoughts. All right. So I just want to say I, I want to thank everyone for calling me in. I think it's very important to hear men and uh, women uh, views on this matter because um, I think that women, you know, take it a different way and men take it a different way. I think that uh, these callers teach us a little bit of, teach us something as we try to teach you guys some things about how do we communicate on this line and I think that's important. Um, I've been struggling with some stories because these these, um, topic has sparked a lot of uh, stories in me about my childhood, but I think that this part two, um, and hearing that brother talk about when he was five years old, and hearing about uh, the other sister who said they're going to raise their kids and she should be happy and whole, I think what happens is that um, those stories help me uh, put some things to rest and uh, and understand where uh, I need to be uh, in my development. So uh, thank you guys, and I'm out. Thank you so much, sis. And, you know,
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.